welcome to the Three Lefts Make Right podcast. We're Danny and Kevin, aka the Van Dukes. This podcast is all about rolling with the unexpected turns in life and sharing lessons from the road less traveled. This is a place where we share conversations with open minds traveling the open road. We hope these conversations inspire your inner gypsy and get you to adventure before dementia. The best time is now to start living your dream life. We're the Van Kooks, Danny and Kevin, and this is Van Kooks Live. Today we're coming at you from beautiful Yosemite Valley. <laughs> you can see some beautiful waterfalls and fall foliage, but it's winter. Anyways, uh, first off, thanks to everyone who watched that new video, How to Stay Warm in the Winter. If you haven't, check that out. Get on there and uh, see how to stay warm. And we got a Van Life OG. Uh, Lee's been in the game for a long time. Lee, uh, a.k.a. Freedom the Vanshin, a.k.a. Vanny Ain't No Joke, a.k.a. King Kook. (laughs) King Kook. (laughs) So without further ado, we are going to bring on Lee, the van life legend. Welcome to the channel, Lee. Coop, 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 it's cookie it's over there. there. <laughs> it's cookie everywhere. It's beautiful over here. <laughs> it's cookie everywhere. <laughs> so how's it I'm going, Lee? Pretty good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. Is everyone having an all right time hearing us out there? Oh, by the way, uh, Wander says woof yeah, woof. Okay. Woof woof, Wander. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got the uh, Venmo Van Cooks in there last time. Some of you guys were so gracious to donate. And if anyone wants to donate, and we'll get you guys back for last week who had, we got some fresh Van Cooks stickers. So yeah, yeah, let's get those out there. We got the Venmo here. The YouTube donations, they take like half your money. So I get your Van Cooks stickers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on deck i love it all right so we met lee at descend on bend what two or three three years ago now or two was it three years ago now it was right? a while back Time's a and, concept, Jenny and kevin <laughs> <laughs> but he pulled us out of the sand and we've been friends ever since so lee why don't you just tell us uh about how you got into van life, how long you've been doing it, and your just kind of journey up to this moment. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing it for like six years. Um, how I got into life, basically, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was like working at the skateboard company. I guess like my boss, like there's a few people of like vans uh, that road for like her company i guess and uh my boss kind of took me to the side and showed me his trailer he's like if i don't have a wife and kids i just like live in this on the side of the building and i'm like you know i guess like uh i thought about it and uh i just made like this pros and cons list and that's like really put it into perspective because like, i was living paycheck to paycheck and that sucks and like you can't like do anything you really want to do you're just like slaving away the pros and cons list and i was like wow there's way more pros than cons and so then like i uh was like i just put all my stuff in storage and i was like looking for vans every day 
say the fifteen hundred dollars I saw on Craigslist is fifteen hundred dollar bill. Damn, if that thing drives, I'm buying it. Uh, it drove. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I didn't even have when I first like moved into. I didn't even like know how I was gonna cook a meal at first. Um, I guess I was kind of nothing changed in my life except for the living situation. I kept my regular job. And that was cool because, like, uh, they had like a shower and uh, all oh, the, nice. all the, yeah, so that made it cool. Like, uh, they had a washing machine, even. Um, they made, wow. uh, they, yeah, they had a, I just parked outside the building sometimes and got the internet right through the wall, like, that night. Like, but um, that made it easier to start. But um, yeah. So I, I worked what? my regular job for like the first year and a half. <laughs> Should I just keep going the whole story? Well, what did you start in? Like, kind of your transition to? Oh yeah, so like that man, like fifteen hundred. It was like a nineteen seventy eight Dodge Tradesman two hundred. It's like a American classic, you know. Like it was like a old. It wasn't like a VW, but it was like this more something with a big engine. It's so like kind of like old, but the opposite of VW. It was like a gas guzzler, got like eight to 10 miles a gallon, and it was carbureted and it was always breaking it. And that was my first time ever having a car that, like, I really had to work on because something that's yeah. from 1978, every part is like vintage. It's crazy. Every part's cheap and it's like relatively easy to work on, luckily. So I learned a lot. Um, but I guess, long story short, I like worked a ton of different jobs. Uh, I ended up taking that van to Tahoe to work in the mountains for the winter. And then it got hit by a snowplow one day while I was sleeping in it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like driving, yeah, I was like driving and I put the chains on. It was like snowing a lot. Cause I was like, just trying to get down the road, you know, just like the sleep spot. And I just like worked all day. Um, it turned and then I just stopped mobile. on the side. Yeah. I stopped, I stopped on the side of the road and just like, uh, yeah, I just got hit. And there was like this hole this big, I called AAA. I'm like, tow me back. Tell me to tow me back to. I just got towed back to the parking lot of where I worked, you know, the snow resort. And uh, I basically lived there for like a couple weeks until security, like all the snow was piling up on the side of the van. Security was like, yo, you can't do that. Like, you can't, you know, you can't live here. I'm like, dude, I work here. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, this thing, like, I hit by a snow plow and it's my home. And like, uh, yeah, basically they let. I convinced him to let me like leave it parked there. So I like slept on the couch to like this dude I worked with's house. And then I'd like just go walk into the van at like 4.30 in the morning, start making breakfast like in my van, like walk the dog. They were like, thought I was still living there for a while. I was like, I'm, no, I'm sleeping somewhere else. Like on the couch down the street. Like I just come here and like live here in the day. Like, but I don't sleep here, you know? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> So it sounds like you got into van life kind of out of just like a necessity and you just never look back, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like, so I just put all my stuff in storage to start with because it was like an experiment. And then I quickly realized like I, my, this guy, my, my friend called me in San Francisco. He's like, oh, we need you. This kind of got freeboards like snowboard on wheels. He's like, we need, we need you to come run the warehouse. Like, you want a job up here? I'm like, sweet. And I'm like, I have a storage unit. I was like, I have to get rid of everything. Like, 
you know, like I realized storage units going to hold me back. And uh, the van life was like going to be like a really sick adventure. And I didn't really have anything that like after doing the van thing for a while, I'm not even seeing this stuff. You don't even really, you're like, ah, mm -hmm. whatever, just get rid of it. Like it's not even that important. Um, yeah, you haven't so seen it for I got a rid year. of everything and then just like kind of, yeah, kind of went on that little venture. The van got hit. I went down and like worked again, saved up and like got a new van and just like kept it going. So <laughs> nice. Um, um, yeah, I mean, how long have you been rent free? Uh, like six years with with this like little three month gap, like. Uh, about a year and a half ago uh, when I was trying to build this thing and then I was starting to like <laughs> date the first girl I dated in like eight years. We like rented the place for three years. And after like five years of living in a van, like living in a house for, for the first time in that long, it's like, damn, get me out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like super expensive. House, house life is, I remembered why everything, you know, like it's just like, damn, like, uh, biggest take, I guess if anyone could install, Put pumps into sinks because faucets are super inefficient. Like, I, you can't turn them off. You're like washing your dishes. You're like, I don't need the water even right now. I just need the scrub, you know. But like, there's a lot to manage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Lee, you're all about stepping outside of your comfort mm -hmm. zone. I know you got it written in your van, and you've got us to step outside of our comfort zone. And uh, you know, you use your van as a vehicle for like all these adventures. Like, were you always like an adventure this guy, or did did you kind of come into all these amazing activities you do because you live in your van, or mm -hmm. were you? I don't know. Like, did you do that before, or did it kind of develop as you lived six years or whatever in your van? Um. <laughs> Well, I guess like I used to um, run a website called adrenalinefueled.com. Adrenaline, it's like a rush that you get from doing something. I used to like, it was like mostly about downhill skateboarding and stuff. So I used to like bomb hills on skateboards and like street luge and stuff. And like, I remember when the first GoPro came out, like I thought that was so cool. I was watching so many like, you know, skydiving videos and like paragliding and like all that rock climbing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's like, always something I've had interest in, you know, but sometimes like, uh, you have an idea, but like, you don't even know how, how to get to it, you know? And like, yeah. And that's something people, like, that you're really good at is like finding these groups. Like, you know, like every time we see you, you're like, Oh, I'm in this caving group in Montana, or I'm like in this paragliding group group in Utah. Like, how do you find these groups? And I'm like, yeah, and it seems like you've learned all these skills yeah. through these groups. Like, you're very resourceful when it comes to van life, and we're going to talk more about that. But, yeah, just kind of people out there, I don't think that you taught us. I didn't know you could sign up for a canyoneering expedition and come out a canyoneer <laughs> like you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess, like, uh with the internet and like social media and stuff these days, if you use it as a tool, like it's really like a good resource, but like the way they're designed is to like suck you in and take all your time, you know, but if you actually use it like as a tool, 
you can connect with anyone you want pretty much. So like, I guess like, uh, we started realizing, well, like, it, I guess like, the, uh, it all started like with, uh, <laughs> the whole finding groups and stuff thing, I guess started during COVID actually, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> weird time to get in groups. <laughs> yeah. I guess like kind of, kind of that's, like, you know, I, like, climbed with, like, some groups before, you know, but, like, actually, like, just seeking random ones out in random states, <laughs> um, me and Sider were, like, going around, and we, uh, well, like, COVID hit, and then we're, like, everyone's, like, stopped traveling and stuff, you know, so we were, like, in South, uh, West, uh, Utah, and we're, like, hunkered down, like, kind of, like, just not moving much like everyone else, we're still, like, climbing and stuff, but, like, just, like, there was actually where we were camped. You could like pretty much almost walk to this wall. It was cool. And then like there was some canyons that weren't far. And I had like gotten like taken through canyons, these two canyons, like one time, like about a year before by this guy named Tyler, Tyler J. Miller, shout out. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, like uh, he introduced again. me to me. For, he took me to, to, through some canyons for my first time. And, and Steve, Steve was there too, free tired. And it was like, actually like it turns out it was probably like, the gnarliest condition like some of the gnarliest like conditions i think you could do for canyoneering i'm still well like to a certain degree like i guess but like well like just with the water aspect it was really cold and like rushing water and we were like repelling that waterfall after waterfall after waterfall like it's really cold thing and i guess like we had rented through like tyler's work he got us like these rentals on like dry suits like boots like coveralls like everything you would need but i didn't have these like neoprene gloves and it just be ended up being like kind of like a suffer fest my hands were so cold the entire time yeah. but like it was really it was a really fun experience so then like um we were looking all over the internet and like learning we found like canyoneering website that pretty much told you like all the information you need to know and i saw how it was done kind of so then we went to like a low commitment one and we just like practiced all the systems and stuff and then we went to like still probably one that's pretty considered low commitment we started off like pretty small but we, we we were teaching ourselves and then we're like searching on the internet and facebook for canyoneering groups you know we found some some groups and then uh you could just go on facebook and then search like rock climbing montana that's what we did in bozeman and then like we're like yeah we're, we're new to chat and we want someone to like teach us and then this dude like we're probably using to take us up a multi-pitch but it started like raining right when we got to the crag so we just did like single pitch in the rain kind of <laughs> but uh yeah I that's like what you're good at is you're you're good at like approaching people in person too that are doing what you want to do and you just go up and are super hyped yeah, and usually just, they invite you along like when you went to beehive basin in montana you you learn you want it you were talking about learning to use all of your new ice gear and everything and you got someone to take you up like a couloir and it's just awesome how resourceful you are in like you like dreaming up an adventure and like finding your way to like become a master of it and like share it with other people you like always share it with us and that's super rad well yeah um, i guess like um oh, oh i was gonna say just like a, just a touch on that all, yeah go for it go yeah. for it oh just to touch on that real quick i mean like that was like something that like started with van life too like i had been living in a van for a while probably like three and a half years 
before I had like even met too many other people. Like at the beginning, six years ago, there wasn't really, like everyone I would meet is just mm-hmm. old retired people, and they'd be like, "Man, like I wish I did it when I was your age." Like, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> like there wasn't really too many younger people, you know, like. And so, but like, uh, I got invited to like this tiny house jamboree in Austin, Texas, and they're like, "We want you to come and like show your van as a homeowner." And, it, and I'm, I'm like, "I don't know." They're like, "We'll pay you five hundred dollars." I'm like, "I'm there." You know, like, <laughs> and they have me, like, do, like, a talk about van life on stage, too. And it's my first time, like, camping out with actually ever, like, people living in vans, even though I've been doing it for, like, three and a half years. Like, mostly in the city, you know, working jobs and stuff. Um, or trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> just find a place, parking in casinos in Tahoe or something, you know. But, like, uh, um, I guess, like, it all started one day. I was at Mammoth Skate Park, and this kid was, like, we were skating the pool, and he's like, later, dude, we're going to go, like, rock climb, bomb a hill and rock climb. I'm like, oh, damn, like, I, was like, I bomb hills. I was like, can I come rock climb with you guys? You know, I just kind of asked. <laughs> and they said, sure. Yeah, they said, sure. And this kid was, like, 18, you know, and I'm like, I think I was, like, I don't know how old at the time, 29, 28. But, like, anyways, time's a weird concept. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I was just hoping this kid did not get enough, you know? Like, it was terrifying. Um, but that opened up, like, a whole new world to me. And, like, just that question and asking helped me do it. And then, so then, like, I camped out at the wall for, like, the next two weeks, you know, like, these guys, like, the pen rocks I found, like, I had the shoes, you know, I didn't even have a harness at first. And, like, People would show up at the wall and take like ropes out of the car. I'd like jump out of my van and be like, "Yo, like, I just got these shoes. I went rock climbing <laughs> for my first time. This would be like my my second, you know? Like, can I come with you guys?" And they, everyone said, "Yeah, pretty much." I, I'm not pretty much every single person. I said, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, climbers are super rad. There's <laughs> yeah, climbers are cool. Like Kevin surfs a lot, yeah, and like surfers are like, "Get off my wave!" But climbers are more like inclusive, and they're like come climb like we have an odd number you know they're yeah. always trying to like get everyone up on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so actually, even, even the climb we did in a oh one more one more one more story about that real quick too even the climb we yeah. did in bozeman basement like we were at, we were in bozeman and we went to the used gear shop and like we got these crampons for like 30 bucks and like so i didn't even know how you know we got new shoes for like under fifty. Great We were we were like climbing at. You're breaking up. We're getting a lot. Of, we're, you're breaking up a lot. Oh man. Yeah. We lost oh, you almost. Oh, is it good now? It's better, I think. It's better. Just Hello? I don't know. We, yo, we yeah. can hear you so. We lost you there, but we're just going to move on. Um, so, uh, Lee, okay. you're very resourceful. You got it? You're very resourceful. I can uh, hear you. You build your van at the makerspace. Uh, just kind of like, that's a great idea. And just kind of talk about like what a makerspace is and just like how you use that and like how much you paid and like just that whole process of using that makerspace to build your current van as well as helping silent. Yeah. Um, well, so like all makers, not all makerspaces are the same. We found like a really good one in Salt Lake um, where it's like $50 a month. 
and it's like a household membership. So me and Sada were like on the same one. And that's Ooh. that what that yeah. fifty dollars a month gives you, yeah. Uh is twenty four hour access to um basically like they have like a metal shop, wood shop, 3D printers, laser cutters, textiles lab, like heavy duty sewing machine, embroider machine, like you can make decals, you can make like uh they got plasma cutter, they got like a CNC cutter for the wood shop, like where like you could program a design into your cabinets and like full custom like have it like or you could laser engrave into your cabinets, like there's so many options, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The list goes on. It, it's a really good resource. Um, not all of them I found have the ability for you to park like vans and stuff. And not all of them are like 24 hours like that. So that's like pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was a really good resource just because like they have the space for you to do. Like you, you could just run a park in their parking lot, run an extension cord out to your van and use their like tools out there. They got welders. They got like well, tons of stuff I don't even know how to use. <laughs> yeah, is it Make Salt Lake, Paul Paul Hinchel? Is it is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Make Salt Lake. Yeah, nice. I can't even see if people are talking, so I hope people have questions. <laughs> Fifty bucks oh, wow. a month. I just, yeah, I can see now. I just clicked yeah, on. You, uh, you might have been in the wrong uh, thing, but so can you camp at the makerspace or like and like how about how long were you there to finish your van? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, how long did it take you to finish your van? And did you do it a hundred percent in the maker space? And also like, could you camp there? <laughs> oh man. Uh, DIY is never done. Kevin <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like, that's the thing is like, you don't have to have your van completely finished to move into it. Um, True. You could, yeah, you could, just have part of it done like and, and like i don't know like i'm not the kind of person that likes to spend too much time building like that's not what i like to do like i enjoy like uh spending more time on life so like the faster i get it done the like, better or like i just did it in like little spurts and stuff you know especially like when you've been on the road for so long you're like damn like sitting still in one spot for too long is hard and so you like do like the important parts you know and then you like go and do some cool stuff and then you like work on some more stuff you know I don't know. That's yeah. kind of how it went for me. But, like, I still have to do my plumbing next. It's, like, the same. I haven't had – I actually haven't had running water for six years, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so what's your, like, first step, then? You just chuck some insulation out there and you head straight to the crag? Or is that kind of how you do it? And then when you get bored of that, <laughs> you come back, you put a bed in it, and then you yeah. go to the – paragliding launch site <laughs> <laughs> well this one like i was gonna move into a side and it was my first time trying it with another human um we pretty much like built like a bed we had a counter uh we had like i had like a shelf here I, you know there's short-term solutions and long-term solutions so this was just like a, a simple little shelf um just some storage spots really and like oh yeah and all, all this was done like all this uh i don't know if you can see here this like for all the clothes and stuff that was all done too before we moved in but like we saw like a bunch of like drawers and stuff to do um so 
yeah. you know, <laughs> making it happen doesn't mean that it has to be perfect. And, you know, do you want to just share with us your uh, motto for life? <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. I was trying to I read said, the... I have. I wasn't in the chat at all, so I didn't know what people were, if anyone had questions. They probably not. Uh, I said, making it happen. <laughs> making it happen doesn't mean you have to make it perfect. Like, why don't you share us your uh, your van life uh, motto? Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I think I got a. Oh man. Kevin's right got here. you. <laughs> pretty awesome. Woo. <laughs> what is shitty um, awesome it's like uh so like i've been calling like well like i guess like it all started with this dude brad he called this possession shitty sweet i didn't really like get it but like i always thought my van builds were pretty shitty and people would be like looking in they'd be like damn this is awesome you know and i'm like right on you know like <laughs> uh things weren't straight you know like rare <laughs> it's hard to make things straight i don't know how you guys do it um <laughs> but like uh yeah like it was shitty but people still think they thought it was awesome so i found out like things didn't have to be like perfect for them to be awesome and i've been calling i was like calling them shitty often for so long and then my buddy jim was like oh you know that shitty awesome thing it's like real it's like wabi-sabi and i'm like Wabi Sabi. He's like, and I turn, I look it up. You know, it's the Japanese uh, philosophy of the art of imperfection. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we always uh, knew it's you actually, were. It's actually a real Buddha. thing, but like, I mean, like, literally, like this drawer. <laughs> like, I have this drawer here, and like, it's the bread frame. Like, I just had to sand like one side of it because the drawer like goes in like crooked, you know. Like, but just sanding this one two by three, just like enough you know made it work you know so like however you can make it work like i don't know i i just like don't want to do it again i wanted to go back to my life so like <laughs> i don't care if it's square and, i just want to be uh in the sky in my parachute well not just that like uh um when you have to redo it it costs money too uh and, and the way i was building it was like uh some of it was like the maker space, but some of it was like with this like circular saw and like this like plastic thing that like sat on the end of the wood and like going across the whole piece is like really hard. Just sometimes it would get like crooked towards the end and stuff. Like, and then like once one piece gets crooked, like all of them start to get crooked. And then you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> so I see some questions coming in. We're going to answer more questions here in a bit at the end. And then I want to, next thing is, uh, Lee, you got the, uh, oh, yeah. you said something one time and I just thought it was like the greatest analogy. You said van life as a video game, kind of just share what that's all about. And Leveling I think it's a really great concept. Well, like I wrote like an article actually on my website, like we're on the first issue of this magazine that we made, but it's called like, I wrote articles like van life, the real life survival video game, because like, um, that's more like what it was like for me. Like some people like they think, especially with like hashtag van life and stuff, they make it seem like you have to like start out with this van with like all the comforts, but like not really like you could like, in fact, like so many people out there start out with a van 
they do like one thing, you know, and then they like make money, like they do another thing, like, you know, and you like keep upgrading it. Like, you know, running water is going to be like the best like level up ever. Like, or I guess, yeah, upgrade. It's leveling up. You level up in the van life video game, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, yeah like, you uh, go ahead. You, sorry. You, you just like figure out what you need. And that's the best way to do it too. Cause you figure out what's actually really actually important to you and what you actually need, like while you're on the road. Um, cause so many times too, like, especially your first build, you're going to build it and then you're going to want to like change things. So it's like, True. sometimes it's nice to just like start in it and live in it. And then like, it's easier to change some things around. Yeah. Yeah. Peeled so you, you know, out. You, you start as this little guy, you know, your little van and you run through the game of van life and you go through all the BLM lands and you, get your levels up and your tokens and maybe you get a mushroom here or there and then you get bigger <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, it's just never evolving. I just love that analogy. So. Or you level up in like your van, like yeah. you started with the Dodge and then you went to another Dodge, I think. Right. And then you went to the Vambulance and then now you're in the transit, you know, so you've leveled up even vehicles, you know? Yeah. And that was cool way to do it too. Cause like, I only went with the transit once I knew like it's for sure what I want to do for a long time. Um, you know, it was easier to make a decision because it's like a much bigger uh, commitment <laughs> to do it with something like this. It's this, this, uh, expensive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you're kind of like afraid because it's so brand new and you're like, what did I get myself into? And yeah, like Matt Bolton says, <laughs> you got to have that cheat code, you know, when they're running the credits to get that uh, $150,000 Revel van. So we had someone <laughs> on, our, on our YouTube that was like asking us all kinds of questions. And they were like, we, we wrote them back and they're like, oh, we just went with the Revel. So now yeah. that's like every time we see a Revel, we're like, oh, we just went with the Revel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's each their own. Those are nice. Yeah, and they like, are, right? If you've, if you, and everyone's in a different situation. If you've worked your whole entire life, you know, and you're just like, I just want some freedom and I have the money to do it because I worked my entire life. You're like, yeah, whatever. Just get that. Seat Bye now. One. Building <laughs> yeah. one is, is pretty stressful if you have like no skills, which I started with zero skills. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it saves you a ton of money if you could do it yourself and learn it. And, mm -hmm. and anyone could learn how to do it, especially with the information out there now. It's like crazy. Like in my first band, I just like wedge plywood into the walls and it stayed. There was no like screws even holding it, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No. And like you said earlier, you lived in your first van and you didn't even know how to cook a meal in the van. And, you know, now you've progressed so far, like, can you think of any other things when you first started living in the van that you were kind of like, you know, you're like, how am I going to do this? Like, like obstacles. It, 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 some people have no problem, but yeah, like cooking, you get in the van and you're like, some people are like, how do I cook in my van? Like, so by the way, if there's anyone out there that's like uh, listening, that's like thinking about van life, give a shout out. Um, the first time, like, Honestly, the, making that decision and then going through with it and doing it at first was fairly scary because, like, there wasn't that many people doing it and there wasn't that many informa that much information. So it was, like, it's pretty scary. And I guess, like, 
the real the real thoughts going through my mind when when I was like first doing it was like man am I doing the right thing you know like <laughs> I don't know you know like um I guess something funny that people always ask like what's the biggest difference between back then and now and I'm like all the people that thought I was crazy back then they think I'm awesome now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like, yeah. people, like what the, people back then are like what the hell are you doing and now they're like damn you're living the dream in the van like <laughs> you know yeah, now that it's like been popularized, people don't think we're like living in our car, you know, like yeah. they that looks I don't know, they used to think like, oh, they live in their car, but now it's like that we're living the dream all of a sudden because of all these famous Instagrammers making us look cool or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always laughed and I was like, I was I inspired to basically be homeless and live in my van and I've achieved my dream. So now I'm like <laughs> Wow, I can do anything. Yeah, and like a, a lot of those uh, YouTube things aren't really like fair to like look at as reality of van life. I don't think because like I don't know. Like when I first started, like it was like sleeping on the. I started like well, I was still working at the station. I was like sleeping on the road, like next to like houses and stuff, and then like trying to figure out like where you're gonna poop and stuff. Especially in San Francisco, there's hard to find public bathrooms and stuff in San Francisco. It's weird, like. Uh, so it's more like, uh, uh, it was a lot different. And then like in Tahoe, it was like, parking was limited. You had to like park at a casino pretty much to be like super stealth, you know, like, um, it's not all like glamorous. So it was like people make it seem, uh, but it, it is mm -hmm. all worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and like Tesla fudge in the comment says, you know, Sprinters are so hot right now. Like, dude, the van market is crazy. Like, yeah, you can't find. We were talking earlier. Like, you try to buy a van right now, you better like bring your all your savings to buy like an '89 Dodge. Like, you probably <laughs> how much was your first van? You probably fifteen hundred dollars. You said fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah ours was, was like and then like the second was the second was like three thousand. Like the '96 Dodge Ram conversion van and like that same kind of van is going for like nine to ten grand now it's four years mm -hmm. later so that's like an increase in like three times the price and it's like yeah. older so that, that's pretty crazy it really is yeah no it's like you said like with silent you guys bought a transit pretty recently and just kind of explain like how crazy it was just to get that like it's a well, this was, like, before coronavirus and stuff. It was a little bit – it was still, like – I guess, like, the market was still, like, not the best, but, like, it's way worse now than even then. Like, it's way different. Yeah, it really is. It's um, hard to find high tops and medium tops. And it's sexy, yeah. like, these old vans, like, transmission, the engine. Like, you hear so many – times about people having like these major repairs they do and, it, and yeah. like you don't it's hard to that makes that makes it really hard that yeah like, while we're like, on three and a half years of van life fixing, fixing repairs and stuff sorry you're breaking up a bit but um i was going to talk about you had that four by four ambulance and uh, 
you know, you had a bunch of problems with that and you talk about like having some other problems with vans, like any advice to people out there that are still trying to get this budget route and just like, you know, like any advice on buying a used van? Cause I know you've bought a few, we've bought a few, just any little tips for people looking yeah. at used vans. Right now the van, used van thing is hard cause they're so expensive, but I guess like, there's short-term solutions and long-term solutions. So you could always get that like use like van and not really like put any money into it, you know, just kind of use it as a temporary solution to get out of the rent trap. And then mm -hmm. uh, save, money. save money that way, uh, I would think. Um, but you gotta be careful to use vans. Cause at this point, like when I see like the same van I bought for $3,000 for like nine to $10,000, I don't think it's worth that price right now. Like, if you're gonna pay nine yeah. to ten thousand dollars for something like that you might as well put like a down payment on something like way nicer like a couple years old that's at a dealership uh and you're gonna like uh, end up paying you'll end up paying probably the same price for like that older thing i think from my experiences yeah. because of all the unless you're a mechanic if you're a mechanic then like hell yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um come visit us yeah yeah <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, the use the use van market right now is hard because I think there's like not enough vans for people that want to get into it right now or something like, you know, they're like there's houses they make like there's empty houses everywhere, you know, but there's like all the vans and stuff. Uh, are, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's competition, you know, like I guess like you, it's like San Francisco everyone's competing for those houses. The prices are going up. <laughs> People, I guess, are competing for vans right now. That's Yeah, that's what Matt Bolton <laughs> even said. He said he had to get shipped from Chicago because Jeez. Yeah, Bay Area oh, prices yeah, were yeah. outrageous. There's some great info coming through in the chat. Like, thanks for all that, guys, because people on here are trying to get into this lifestyle. And anything you guys got to kind of put oh, yeah. your two cents in is great because it helps the whole community and everyone achieve their dreams and you guys are here and we're here to help so yeah if anyone has questions too i think we could try to answer them as we go through it too right yeah, yeah. we'll answer them at the end i can scroll but, back through but we got a few more questions and we'll open it up for questions so the van Cooks platform is all about getting people empowered to be able to like do this lifestyle and a lot of people have this like fallacy that you have to be rich like what do you say about that like you think it could be totally done on a budget lifestyle like for you it was last resort van life that's what it started as it sounds like um yeah i mean like i just started like uh i was like living paycheck to paycheck and i just saved up fifteen hundred dollars and got banned and then like immediately it was like saving up money it was pretty rad like uh and i was like all of a sudden like I guess like right at the beginning too, like I was just like, damn, there's so much time in the day because you like go and do something, you're kind of uncomfortable, you know, in your van. So like you don't want to spend much time in it, but like you're like, all right, I did that. Now what's next? What's next? And like it's really really exciting, uh, even more so at the beginning, um, and it continues to be like a really cool adventure. That you don't um, think that you, you have to be super rich to do, right? Like I mean, I, I just kept my same regular job nothing yeah. changed you know my paychecks just went more into my pocket instead of like rent you know um, yeah i really feel like it helps you get ahead because you're able to like save all that rent money like what you'd normally be spending and just use it on normal everyday things yeah 
Um, yeah, we got our first van for 500 bucks. And I remember like the first day we were like, we just threw the air mattress in there. We were like, this is dope. Because rent was like a thousand something bucks or whatever. I was like, this is way better than rent. Like, for a room. look in my room. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like uh, one thing too, like right at the beginning, like um, that was kind of surprising was I think I was like sleeping way better actually in the van than I was in the house, which is like an unexpected thing. And you like kind of like, your whole schedule, my whole schedule changed too, like with the sun. Like I was way more in tune with the sun. Like sun comes up, you're I'm like, I'm up, like sun goes down, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The melatonin really kicks in when you're yeah, living I just had like these, like these like ten dollar pack of like three battery powered lights at the beginning. I literally didn't even have electrical, like nothing. Like it's battery powered lights that I just stuck them to the ceiling and like would click them off, like click them on <laughs> yeah yeah we had little like fairy lights little mm -hmm. battery powered ones that we just like wired like around everywhere yeah. so short-term right. solutions long-term solutions <laughs> yeah that's great they lead to long-term solutions for sure so lee you got I'm the uh, van life is not a crime shirt like most mm -hmm. people know you for, as the van life <laughs> is not a crime guy like just kind of tell us what that's all about you know you um well i guess like i just was always a skater you know so like skateboarding is not a crime i'd always like be like seeing the skate stickers and stuff and like we did we had like street leaders not crime group on facebook and stuff so like uh <laughs> and i guess like um when i first started i worked at my same job you know and like it was in the skateboard industry and then like i was finding myself spending a lot of time at the skate park and like the skate park it was like in Orange County, California, in the skate park there, like the cops, they just like had it out for people. Like they did not like, I don't know, like they wanted to give everyone tickets for like how much, like when I was like younger, they'd like come and they'd like come from different angles. Like they were like, you know, it was like a drug parade or something like, and then people be like all jumping the fence in different directions. And like, they'd be trying to figure out like who was skating and who wasn't like, sometimes they'd like just shut the skate park early. You're like, what the hell? Um, but like they basically like, they didn't really like me being like parking there too much or something. Like I guess I was hanging out at the skate park too much. So I had like a lot of flack from like the park cops, which they're not like, they're <laughs> like, they're like real cops, but like their whole job is like to guard the park, you know? And so like they're extra like crazy or something. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like they always be giving me shit. And like, so I just was like, man, that's not a crime. Like, Skateboarding's not crime, van life's not crime, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, do you, so, I mean, we've gotten not very many parking tickets in van life. Have you ever had any run-ins where you've gotten just one? Just, yeah, we've And it was where I worked two. in San Francisco. It, I, I was parking oh, on the street. Geez. You have to move your vehicle every four hours. And I just missed the window uh, to move it. So I got one while I was working. All right, guys, so you heard over six and a half years in his van one ticket so this guy is like we've yeah. done five years we've gotten two tickets his, his parking ticket yeah san diego and then we oh. got one at bend at the standing wave we were like in the van and then i was like went oh, to yeah. move it and i had a ticket we totally didn't yeah, pay I, it though i, I got <laughs> i got woken up in san diego one time this guy called the cops and he said that i was blocking the, my, his view of the ocean 
So yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's how we met one of our other really good friends. We've noticed, though, if you're registered out of state, you really don't have to pay the ticket. ticket. There yeah, you go. Three years. Ooh, Chris, yeah, three nice. There you go. Boss life. He's winning so far. No all right, ticket. Lee. So, uh, vending ain't no joke. Like, what's it all about? Where did it come from? And just kind of what can we expect from vending ain't no joke? We've been anxiously waiting for episode two, man. <laughs> yeah. So I forgot my whole philosophy, shitty awesome, you know, I wanted like episode two to be like pretty rad. And so like, uh, it made it like, it kind of blocked me from like working on it, I think, but I'm going back to shitty awesome and episode two is going to be called the shitty awesome issue because I forgot about shitty awesome. So it's going to be shitty awesome, but it's going to have like lots of good information, but, um, vanning ain't no joke, like came from like, I guess like when I was going to get that first van, this $1,500 1978 Dodge van, I didn't really like know much about old vans, you know, but like the one guy that rode for us that had like an old van, uh, I sent him a picture of it, you know, and I sent him the Craigslist ad and I was like, yo man, what do you think about this van? And all he replied to me was vanning ain't no joke. You know, that's all he said. And so, like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, I don't know what that means, you know? And so I'm just, like, thinking. And I had to make the decision in my mind. I'm, like, whatever, if it, if it drives, I'm buying it, <laughs> you know? And so then, like, I bought it, you know? And then, like, quickly I found out why he said that. Like, Vanny ain't no joke. It was, like, real. It was, like, it was always breaking down and things were happening. And, like, you know, I'm just living in this van. I just put a bed in and, like, there wasn't much information. I just threw Reflectix in the wall and wedged some plywood in there. And it was, like cool i got a wall you know so like uh, <laughs> it was it, it was not like what you see on instagram like it was it was more like this you know this situation kind of ain't no joke right now but it was like a trade-off of freedom for comforts for me so it was like definitely not as comfortable as living in a house but like the freedom i found was like amazing like oh, on the weekends i would just go sleep up in the mountains like in the uh, san bernardino mountains and like there's this one kid that like lived there in his van and he just like bomb he like bombed the hill on the skateboard every day so i just go like park next to me like we wake up and we just like bomb the mountain road like in the morning uh so i was like just like spending more time in like spots i wanted to be i guess you just yeah that's what it's all about right you just wake up and you're there you know, yeah. and you're like, I didn't pay rent to be at the mountain to like be snowboarding or whatever it is. Like, that's what I love. Like, you can be the first person there sometimes with fans. You know, you're like, they're like, how'd you get here so early? You're like, I slept here. <laughs> I parked <laughs> <out> here. <laughs> My house is in the parking lot. So yeah. we. Uh, we love all your stickers and we love to like let if you want to show people, you know, some stickers you got and let people know like how people can get a hold of that van life is not a crime swag and other cool stuff because Lee's got every sticker you'd ever want. <laughs> if you lived in your car, you already you'd already <laughs> be home. If you notice on this one, I spelled lived wrong. Um <laughs> But people think it's really cool still. There's only been like two people ever that have told me they can't stick it on their car because lived is spelled wrong. I've remade this. I've reordered the sticker spelled wrong like three times. That's shitty awesome <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I'm not even gonna, I'm not I'm not even gonna spell right at this point because it's like cooler spelled wrong, you know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the van life is not a crime stickers. People always ask. People always ask, "Are you gonna live in a house? <laughs> are you gonna live in a? <laughs> are you? Know, you? Are you gonna live in a? Are you gonna do something else?" I'm like, "No, nah, I stay in the van." <laughs> 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 they never get told. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, Dave, David, Dave's on. Dave's on top of it. Don't become a robot. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually came from like when I worked at the skateboard company. Like I got laid off from one skateboard company because like they they people that made their stuff like a lot of money they don't even exist as a company anymore but like i walked across the skateboard the parking lot to this other company that was a skateboard company i convinced them that they like their social media sucked and they needed someone to do it all and so then i got another job right across the parking lot uh basically this guy like named Dwayne peters he worked there and he like he 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 spent a lot of time in jail from like he's one of the old skaters it's like a lot of drugs and shit and he got like the guy that owned that company bailed him out of jail and had his whole skateboard collection i guess like as like <laughs> It, you know, like to get it back, he had to pay back the bail money to the guy to get his skateboard collection back or something. Mm. It had some thing worked out, but he was like working it off. And he'd be like, he'd come in for as long as he could tolerate for that day. He'd be like going around putting the skateboards together and stuff. He'd be like, you might see me like putting together skateboards, like going up into the rafters and stuff. But like, I'm not a robot, man. He'd be like, whatever you do, don't become a robot. And I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> it always stuck with me he'd always say with these like intense eyes too like that guy had some crazy stories but like yeah like so i made these don't become a robot stickers just because like that always really resonated with me like yeah don't ever become a robot and then like when you go around you can tell the people that are robots like huh (laughs) you know yeah no you know now it's actually it's actually kind of sad sad because society is like um programmed people to like act and do things in a certain way and stuff and it's actually really hard to break free from that mold you know i was actually stuck in it for a long time myself um but once you break free those chains it's like the best thing ever (laughs) it's like pulling the plug on the matrix (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right lee so you know last time well, we saw you last year and you're like, I'm going to be a paraglider. I'm going to do yeah. paragliding. And I was like, I don't know, man. That looks pretty crazy. And then, you know, I guess I can't even answer the question. I was going to say, you paraglide. What's next? Lee has spoken. <laughs> Baba Kook. But yeah, Actually, any, any funny you should ask me about next the adventure. The, reason, the whole reason I made these features, the future stickers, is because like I found out that making plans sucks. Because <laughs> when you make plans, it creates like expectations, and expectations like are hard to like. Uh, when you have an expectation for something, that's hard to like live up to, you know. So like, uh, it's better just like live real in the moment, and like you. You take opportunity when it t- when it comes for sure, like because opportunities don't always come twice. So if like you get opportunities, they say do something, you say no, you might not get that opportunity again. So like anything, like someone's like you want to do this, you're like fuck yeah, <laughs> you know, like. But um, yeah, the future is the future. Like 
plans suck. They create expectations. I usually just try and tell people that the future is the future. Because uh, also, once you have projected your plans to people, like talking mm-hmm. about the future sucks too. Because like you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna... and then if you're like not doing those things, people are like, what happened? But if you never like really thought about the future much and you didn't like tell people all these things, then you're like got no commitment to do like anything, and you could like change your mind because like that we're humans and we change our minds. Like that's just like our, our, our natural instinct. And we get bored of things too. Like plans change. Like, so don't make them. The future is the future. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if you look at the future is a future sticker, the background is space. And when you're looking <laughs> in space, you're looking into the past. But when you're reading the sticker, you're reading it in the present. But by the time Ooh. you read brain registered it, actually it's like the past kind of past, so like yeah. the future is the future. <laughs> <laughs> clean up in my in my van i just my head just exploded and water just <laughs> wanted to let you know that you could only you could prevent forest fires <laughs> anyway how is wander doing is he around is he oh he's just like sleeping right here oh hey, there wander, we go hey, chillest dog ever unless there's a drone <laughs> yeah just don't well, fly like your almost, drone yeah he's like almost nine now so um, Lee, where can we get the stickers? And we'd love to see more. Uh, <laughs> you get the stickers at vanningandojoke.com. And there's actually various like gear shops you might come across, like in different states and stuff, uh, that you can pick them up at too. Like the gear room in Salt Lake, the used gear shop in Bishop. Uh, there's there's a few there's a few, but like mostly just on the website is probably the best spot. And I always like throw in a couple extras when people order too. Ooh, uh, there you go. Nice. Then no It's on sale right now too. Uh because I got a lot All of stickers right. and I don't want to carry like I'm gonna start I'm gonna order less quantity, so I don't have to carry like so much stuff around. Yeah. Yeah, we do got Guru Lee in the house, David. We call him Baba Kook <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, we're gonna give you a few questions. And then we're going to hop to questions from uh, all the kooks out there. So so load up the chat if you got it's any gonna questions. It's going to be five pretty quick questions. So, Also, like, the kooks have a lot of experience, too. So I'll, if you guys have any questions about, like, anything in van life, like, um, there's a lot. There's probably, between me and Danny and Kevin, we've got, like, damn, like, a lot of years of experience. I'm not going to say that. years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, Lee, are you uh, more an ocean guy or more of a mountain guy? Uh, mountain, probably. Like, man, I've tried surfing, and, dude, it's hard. Like, I'm not, like, that, like, water. Like, I'm not, like, I'm more, yeah, mountain. <laughs> yeah, I think most people would think you might be a gnarly surfer, brah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, what, what, we see you on. You guys, gotta, you guys gotta follow Lee on Instagram. It's uh, at Freedom the Vanshin, and I'll chuck it in the chat here. But we see you all the time. You're flying high in the sky, way high, way up there. Are you uh, more of a into the flying or climbing? Have you taken up a new interest, or are you still uh, climbing at heart? Right now, probably like both are like it's kind of like depends on where you're at, you know. But 
right now the flying is more intriguing to me, I think, because paragliding is like a you could go really far. Like the record flight is like three hundred and something miles, I think, like on a paraglider. Mm-hmm. And like like when like recently in the Santa Barbara Mountains, like people fly from Santa Barbara to Ojai, people fly from there to like different places and stuff. And you could like you could explore like an entire mountain range in a couple hours in the morning on a power gli- paraglider. You know, you could like go like three miles across like an entire mountain range and see like all this cool shit. Uh, I'm not, like, at that level where I'm doing those kinds of flights yet. But, I mean, like, I flew, like, around, like, just, like, back and forth through, like, different mountain peaks for, like, 24 miles the other day. Like, I had a little GPS tracker thing. Um, ah, cool. Yeah. And it t- I was, like, up there for, like, shit, like, just a little over an hour, you know, and I went that far. <laughs> um, but, some, you know, like, a lot of a lot of paragliders will say, like, the adventure doesn't start till you land because you can get, like, so far into the middle of nowhere and then, like, you, you don't find, like, you know, you, you're all of a sudden you're experiencing, like, sinking air or, or you get, like, blown back because the wind's too hard and you could get, like, blown over the mountaintop and then you got, like, a big old hike ahead of you. So, like, Jeez. it's just, it's just like, a crazy... Yeah, yeah, it's just like a whole another adventure because like uh, you can just like see and do and go so far. There's, there's actually like this father and son. I was listening to the podcast. They flew the entire Rocky Mountain Range tandem. Like the father flew with his son on his belly. He's like the paraglider is like a, a, a sleeping bag at night and like uh, yeah, like it took them. I forgot how long, but they started near Canada and ended near Mexico and just like. She saw how far they could go for the day. That's incredible. Find a place to camp, you know, like hike back up the mountain, take off. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't even know that was possible. You just blew yeah, my like, mind. I thought you were saying like you went like from Boulder to like Breckenridge. You know? <laughs> You're like, yeah, nah, you did the whole thing. There's this one guy that had this story where he's like, I was flying, like he took off from like Snowbird in Utah and he's like, was in a um wyoming he's flying over wyoming he flew like through wyoming he's doing a long distance he got like 80 miles away and then he was like had to go land and he found a field to go land in and he like came down he was flying at like seventeen thousand feet or something he got like an inch of ice on his beard and mustache and when he landed it was like 90 degrees and this mom and child like came running over and they're like where'd you come from and he's like snowbird and then like they just like looked at him like he came from space and backed up he said <laughs> like slowly <laughs> like uh. all right so we've been on the uh, nature's head team now for three years and we know you just recently got on board so now having one and not having one Night, david like, composting toilet or no composting toilet you, th- you think they're legit or are they all just oh man dude like internet I gossip had, i haven't had a different toilet than the nature's head and before that like my emergency poops were in bags like dog bags <laughs> so like this is way better like the nature's head to be honest like i i i I oftentimes would rather use this than sometimes public restrooms some of the public restrooms are like so gross and emptying this thing is not even that gross at all like sometimes emptying this is like less smelly than just like taking a shit in a public bathroom so like yeah what yeah it's so weird how that happens i'm like why does poop smell worse when you poop in water like yeah so (laughs) so next question is like everyone's obsessed with these van life showers like do you need a shower? Like, do you like what do you do? You know, just 
Shower, no shower. Yeah. Um, so I've always just had like a Planet Fitness membership. When I first started Van Life, the first gym I went to was like 20. I guess like first I had the, the shower on my work, you know, but then like I wanted showers on the weekends too. So I got like a 24 hour gym membership. And then like that gym, the 24 hour gym was like fitness gym, the local one to where I was like working at. Their gym was like a, a prison shower, kind of like where all the showers were just like in a room, like six deep, you know? And so it was like kind of like, I, and then the, the Planet Fitnesses were like just starting to open up back then at least in that area. And then like, I remember the first planet fitness opening. I'm just like, I'm switching gyms and, and they're, they're cause it's like, they have like a curtain over their showers. Like, it's like, that's way like more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Are they back up and running now? Can you hit planet um, fitness up or is it, it still kind of weird? Area. It depends on the area. So yeah, it's been hard with like coronavirus. Um, you can always boil water and like put some essential oils in there. That works pretty good. Baby wipes, but also mm-hmm. like, uh, during coronavirus, I found out I joined, um, pilot flying J's commercial drivers program. You just go in there and you're like, yeah, I'm a commercial driver. And like, all right. And they put you on the rewards card program. And if you're like diesel, it's already set up for like, uh, shower rewards or whatever. But if you're on a, if you're in a gas van like me you have to call them up because automatically it's like set up to be like just giving you some money off of the gas but if you call them and you're like i want shower rewards instead they'll like you'll just pay full price for the gas and then every like 50 miles you like earn a free shower and those are really nice too because like me and Sider we're just going to the same like shower and we get like our own private room like we had, like shower together it was awesome actually yeah, and they that's were always, amazing. Like, pretty clean. Yeah, they were always pretty clean. What was clean it called? Super J's or Pilot Flying J. It's like a truck stop, and then like um, yeah, you just tell them you're a commercial driver. You don't have to prove it. Cool, dude. That's huge. Anyone that's and, still and, here, and, 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 and it kind of like has a time limit on how like it works if you're like driving a lot because there's a time limit on how, like, how much you're filling up the gas. But like um, oftentimes I've gone in there and I I've just been like. I think I have a free shower and I didn't, you know, and they're like, they just add the points and then they like still got me a free shower. Kenny says they have laundry too. Yeah, that's true. But the laundry, oh yeah, I don't know how much uh, it costs. All right. Well, that, I guess the next question is where to next, but the future is the future. So I'm not even going to dare ask Baba Lee, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the question that the guru will, won't even answer well, well actually like uh i see myself in the utah area around march okay uh, if anyone nice. if anyone uh, and i'm trying to start this like adventure uh, group too i should mention it's like a van like adventure group for people to be able to meet up and like do these kinds of things and like uh there'll be like days where like people could like learn how to climb and stuff like that i think um so we might try and do our first things in utah depending on coronavirus, but we'll be like in the boonies in Utah. So I'm sure it'll be all good. What Utah's, is it? It's going to be a website or a Facebook group or. Uh, it's going to be like a, I guess a website. It's hard to know yet. Uh, you could start on Facebook probably easy and then build it up and transfer it over. But if anyone knows about making like stuff like that, hit me up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Lee accused. wants to create a <laughs> van life uh, adventure group. So 
anyone in the comments that you know has a good idea on how he can get some people joining this group we'd love to see it and also we're about done there's some questions coming through the, at the beginning and see if i can get to a lot of it shout outs to everyone that showed up tesla fudge expanding explorers david i think he took off chris matt bolton always a pleasure yeah um someone says they're going to start car camping yeah that's a great place to start in the car like get a feel for the lifestyle see if you want it totally. right mm -hmm. there's lots of people i mean in cars like and and, and that's the thing too is like when you're actually out there too like there's people in all sorts of different rigs and stuff so even though vans are expensive right now if you can get creative you know that you can probably still find something for a good deal it just might not be like an actual van yeah i've seen some really cool honda element build outs yeah like truck kenny, campers and stuff like yeah kenny's asking if he's in quartzite it looks like we got carol in the house i know our buddy free tired and wild one rising and some other kooks are out there on adventure island i talked to steven <laughs> last night we're gonna bring him on live hopefully in a few weeks it looks like chris has uh, an idea i'll hit you up too in utah chris dave says where are you going me up snowboarding? <laughs> any snowboarding this year snowboarding this year no not this year uh yeah, snowboarding is really rough, expensive man. unless you yeah, yeah, this year's weird work. too. Yeah, it's expensive and you get super wet and you like get the van just like I don't know. We I don't love snowboarding out of the van and this year's like been a pretty rough year here in the southern US. This year's actually more about paragliding. I'm trying to get to the I want to get to the point by the time I'm 35, I'm 33 right now, where I'm certified for pet to do tandems for paragliding so I could share the gift of flying with people and stuff so charles uh says we're doing van life build series right now nice people need all the help they can get uh we are not interested in quotation van life or maybe hashtag van life i'm yeah. not sure what that means that's probably what it means yeah like he's not he says he life. sometimes worries about van lifers do not have well planned retirement plans it is coming, ready or not. <laughs> well, I think I'll work at Home Depot. So, like, <laughs> so like, it's kind of funny, actually. Like, I look at, like, retirement and all that, like, so different. Like, I'm like, man, like, I get to work when I'm old. Like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the time where I'm going to pause and stay still and, like, could do, like, some, like, thing where I have a schedule and got to do, like, it from, like, this time to this time. It takes up my life, but like you're only at this age, like you're only like you only have so much time to do things, and life could also just like end any day. You could just die like tomorrow. Like there's no guarantees except for death. Death is the only guarantee in life. Like that's the only thing we all know that we're gonna end. You know, we're, we all just know we're gonna die, and we don't know anything else for sure about our lives. And so it's like, and we don't know when it's coming. And some people mm -hmm. like die really young freak accidents could happen so it's like i just want to like have all of my life experiences like if i died tomorrow i'd be like damn i did a lot of cool shit you know like whatever mm -hmm. like my life was awesome while i was here like there's no guaranteed time so like i spent that 33 years of my life that i was here 
the best fucking way I could. So like, uh, retirement isn't even on my mind. Like I'll work when I'm old or something like that. Like, sometimes it's like, it's too hard to do some of the stuff that we do. Like when we went to the Tetons with you, some of that stuff was hard. I don't think I could do it as a 65 year old. Especially if you've been working like before that, you know? Yeah. Like, there, yeah. are, there are 65 year olds that could do that but they they weren't like they've been they never stopped you know like this one yeah. skater dude like he had this quote like uh you, you don't get old because you uh stop skating you or no you don't stop skating because you got old you got old because you stopped you skating stop but like yeah. it, it, that's just not skating it applies to like really anything like if you stop doing things and stuff like when you start again it's gonna be so much harder like <laughs> um like once you stop moving oh man it's hard to get moving again i think like uh motion is yeah. lotion what motion is lotion <laughs> that's what i've heard <laughs> yeah big shout out to kenny he's been throwing down some really good tips some, some wise one-liners out there yeah, yeah, I've seen some of them. It's hard for me to follow all of it while. Uh, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. we got to figure out a plan on how to follow the chat better. Yeah. Um, yeah, is yeah. there more questions? Um, is anyone I'm out there like looking to live in a van that's not living in a van yet by any chance? That like, um, you get old when you buy a couch. <laughs> when you buy a goddamn couch, that's so funny. <laughs> Rob in the house. Never stop. Shred till yeah, you're dead. Age is just, age is just like a mentality kind of too. But uh, yeah, well, we are <laughs> full of great advice, and your van's got all the words of wisdom that you've written all over it. Yeah, it says right here, LSD, low-stress diet, baby. Low-stress <laughs> diet. <laughs> I got wow. that from, uh, I, I, got, I got Swift Water Rescue certified, and the instructor was always like, we'd have to jump in, like, the uh, rapids and stuff, and he'd be like, just have an LSD, low-stress diet, baby, you know, like, get it true. <laughs> like, when you're, like, fucking, like, in that crazy, like, world, and you're, like, swirling through all those rapids and shit, like, if you just calm down and relax and just, like, put your feet forwards, you're, like, gonna have a way better time. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, when you're fighting. in stressful life, you got all these crazy thoughts coming, and if you just kind of that's, roll with it. That's actually, relax, that's actually you know? Yeah, and that's actually true. It brings up a good point that, like, uh, Van life, if you don't already have a strong, uh, like, mental, like, if you're not strong, like, mentally, like, it teaches you how to become strong mentally. Because, like, when your entire home breaks down and, like, you find out it's going to be, like, a month or, like, your parts come at the mechanic, you don't know how you're going to live for a month, like, you figure it all out. And that's the thing, too. Anything you'd ever be worried about is, like, stuff you uh, figure figure out, you know? So, like... um there's a lot I, I there's a lot when you when people are stopped being stopped from like living in a van like there's like a lot of like worries and like you know how's this gonna work how's this gonna work and you are kind of like relearning how to live like it, it is a lot different you gotta like create your own power your own water you, like you're not relying on yeah. the grid you're not hooked up so like uh there's a lot of uncertainties but all those things that you're not sure about or you're scared about or you're worried about is all stuff you just like figure out 
Yeah. No, it's true. Everything is figure outable is the quote I heard. And I, I'm like, it really is. I got uh, this is Slam and says he's 51 and he wants to start. What, what do you got for him, Lee? I mean, your mom's out there doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. So my mom actually called me like homeless for five years and then she started living in an RV. And like one of our first conversations after she started doing it, she's like, this is the way life's supposed to be lived. I love it. Like, um, but yeah, if you're 51 and you want to start, like a lot of it just depends on the situation you're in. And everyone is different, but like, I'd say just like get something basic and, and try it first to see if it's something you want to do long-term. Um, yeah. And also like, it depends on like how you want to spend your, spend your life and stuff too. But uh, if you hit us up, we could like help you more and figure out what your situation is. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the thing is like everyone's situation is different. You know, like what, ev what everyone wants. You can make your van into anything you want i've seen like people have a tattoo studio in their van i've seen mm -hmm. people like uh you know you make your van work for you so um that's why there's so many like different types of rigs and stuff out there it's kind of cool and, and uh, some people live on a giant school bus and some people like live in a fucking like honda element you know you're like i couldn't do the hell i you know i couldn't do that element yeah. thing myself so like props to those people um, some people yes. have more possessions than others. Some people like what's important to you is not what's important to someone else. And you're going to make your man work for what's important to you. Slamman um, says but, he's 51 and he says he's been doing it for a few months in the Subaru. Like that's pretty oh, yeah. impressive. Perfect. Like he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're ready, well, man. Like, We're going to see you out there soon. You got to <laughs> just uh, Get all those Van Coops yeah. videos, leave them on repeat, give us those fractions of opinion. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll be able to put gas in our tank and we'll see you out there, baby. Yeah, and if you're on the fence about doing it too, just make like that pros and cons list and like decide, like, I don't know, it might help you just see like, it helped me like see like that there was way more pros than cons. And that's what helped me make the decision that that's like for sure something I wanted to do. So. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, very logical. Well, right on, Lee. It's been says, great. Says, COVID has wiped him out. <laughs> uh, yeah, co with COVID right now, that's... I see that's a lot of people tough. on the road. We saw so many people that were like last resort van lifers. You know, like they were going out there because COVID had them on what they were also calling fun employment. You know, so they were out there just running around using their unemployment and enjoying life in their yeah. own cars that they had, you know, they didn't think that they needed to go buy any different vehicle than their Honda Civic or whatever they're in. It was pretty inspiring yeah. just to see people getting after it when given the chance. And uh, also if you could keep doing in the Subaru, this is slamming like a, that's like a good way to save up money. You could like work a regular job still and do the Subaru and save up money and like, sell that Subaru, put down payment on the van. Um, there's lots of different ways that like, Kooks actually, are probably better at that than me. They've they've got videos on how to like do lots of stuff to like be able to get vans. <laughs> don't don't you kooks? <laughs> oh yeah. We got a whole <laughs> website. And we're working whole... on a video on how to show you how we built a van for like six thousand. That'll it... be coming out soon. And you guys live in a Subaru too. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you got your two people, on two here. people in a Subaru. 
63. Yeah, Fern says 63 and loving it. Lee's almost Lee's whole family lives on the road. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Like the Eislers are always a good time. <laughs> yeah, slamming. You'll get there, man. Just keep it keep yeah. uh, manifesting it. You'll be there soon. Yeah, it took me a long time to get like I guess you could say your forever rig. Um, but also like an important thing too is if you're getting a van that's like not your long-term van or something that's older, I don't think it's worth putting like too too much time and energy into it because once you put like too too much time and energy and money into something like once the engine goes out or something, you're gonna be like, damn, now I have to fix it. I put like months into this thing, you know, it's my home. Um, you know, yeah. but it's, like, that's huge. Yeah, if it's something uh you haven't uh put too much time and energy into it's easier just to like move into a new home and sometimes that's even cheaper than fixing it but if you i don't know i see it all the time like uh something major happens people put a lot of time and energy into it so they like put a lot of money into like the engine you know more than you would if it wasn't your home so yeah no dude wise words from a wise og van lifer <laughs> but yeah, Lee, I, I had to learn the hard way. Don't learn the hard way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Rob. Thanks, man. Yeah, let us know. It, did it work out pretty good, that bed platform? Because we want to figure out how to like get more out on the market. So, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, shout outs to everyone showed up. Fern, it's great to have you uh, in the chat <laughs> and everyone else that came we broke a record today we we did more than we did last stream so you know we're moving on up in the world level up <laughs> yeah thank you all for coming uh i hope you learned something um follow the kooks van kooks and follow freedom <laughs> invention <laughs> yeah uh, and you, we're so grateful you have to more... have you on Actually, if Thanks you have any more questions, on. too, uh, you could uh, leave them in the comments on this video, right, Kooks? We'll answer yeah. them. <laughs> hey, Van Vita Travels. Nice, Van Vita. Hey, she hey. got us on our first uh, stream. So yeah. thanks, thanks, thanks. But, Lee, how do people, you know, find the domain that is Lee? I know you're online and you got a bunch of stuff going on. So just where, where do they find you? The domain that is Lee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, what to call it, dude. Well, like Benny and the joke.com, I'm going to start working on it more because, like, I remembered I started it because, like, I just thought, like, people need to see pe other people doing the van life thing to be able to convince to do it. And when you look at the information out there, some of it's like seems very unattainable. So I wanted to provide more, like, information that made it more, like, seem more attainable to, like, anyone um so vanning and no jokes.com and then on instagram at freedom the mansion because this one's the mansion because it's the first one i could stand up in it's like a mansion it's compared a mansion. to my first van yeah yeah so nice well thanks for having us or thanks for coming yeah, on the show thanks for coming on <laughs> thanks for coming on van Coops live <laughs> we might even call it van live <laughs> but we're going to be back we're going to have someone new next week we don't know who yet but we will find a kook out there who wants to get grilled <laughs> and also if you you know you can venmo us i know 
YouTube has that pay button, but they just steal all your money, you know, big oh, tech really? takeover. But big shout outs to everyone that came yeah. and thanks to Lee and make sure you check Lee out on Instagram and online and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you everyone for coming and hanging out with us. <laughs> Wait, should we end with the song? Yeah. Sure, the song. Uh, let's see. Uh, get us started here. This song Do you remember on Ben? Um. Uh, I'm a kook. Start it. I'm a kook. You're a kook. I'm a kook. You're a kook. We're all kooks. Kooks, 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 kooks. It's kooky over here. here. It's kooky over there. And also, like, just, just before everyone leaves, too, like, what's the definite? Why do you guys call like, what's it mean to be a kook? What's it mean? Well, a kook is basically someone who's just like a beginner, a newbie, or a beginner, or someone new to like a scene, and they just. They're there. They don't care that they're absolute goobers and they just look like beginners and all the, you know, veterans are like, who is this kook? <laughs> but, you know, kooks don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They they don't care what they look like. They want to do it because they want to have fun and try something new. So, yeah, they don't they don't let the judgment, you know, bring them down. They're just going to send it. You know, they're going to they don't care that they're backwards. <laughs> They don't care that yeah. they're canyoneering in a bike helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have to be kooks at some point. Some, sometimes it might feel uncomfortable, but it, you got to just embrace the kookiness. Yeah. Every legend was a kook at one point. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you kooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. It's a big help if you guys can give us a podcast review and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks channel on YouTube and catch these podcasts live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week for another Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. Oh, yeah. Adventure before dementia. Don't forget. <laughs>